you know, Twitter's or X is dying and there's a lot less activity there. Like, where do you see like the frac, like, what does that look like? It fractures, but then like, does the protocols aren't going to die. So like, where, where is the new like town square or is it just going to be a bunch of smaller ones? Like Farcaster, more activity in discord, et cetera. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Farcaster is going to make it. I really do. Like I, I'm actually considering just is, you know, it's really hard to like be active on Farcaster and Twitter. I'm actually thinking about like pulling the plug on Twitter for a few weeks and just trying to do only Farcaster, um, and see how it goes. Cause I, right now, Farcaster is still a lot smaller than Twitter. Although it depends on the ecosystem you're in. Like if you're specifically building, um, if you're like an Ethereum Solidity developer, um, or if you're into like NFTs, like uh, and non-financial use cases, I would say Farcaster is already more active than Twitter, which is kind of interesting. Um, if you're, yeah, it's like a, it's right now. I'd say it's like this very like nerdy kind of like very Ethereum, less financial use case focused, like community. A lot of engineers, um, who I think have largely like left Twitter. <laughs> um, uh but it doesn't have like the broad reach of of Twitter yet, you know. But um, I think it's gonna make it, yeah. So, but I think you know there will be other places that things go as well. That's gnarly. Are there like meme accounts and stuff on Farcaster? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sure there are, but it's just like a very different vibe from Twitter right now. Yeah, it's it the the like the core crypto Twitter community, like mainstream crypto Twitter, which is focused on like trading and memes has not moved over yet. Yeah. Yeah. But the part of crypto Twitter that's like builders, a lot of it has already moved. That's sick. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's where, that's where my question stems from is like when I hear, Oh, Twitter's dying. Yeah. It sucks. But I'm more, my initial thought is like, well, fuck, like where, Where's like the new like town square for builders in yeah. the space in and of itself, right? You know, I, re- um. I regret to inform Instagram Tommy <laughs> that it is not Threads. Sorry, I don't even, bro. That out of everything you've ever roasted me for, that is the one I will like le- legitimately take the most offense. You think I use Threads? Do you think I have no self respect? What? <laughs> Everyone needs yeah, to that- pick a social media that represents them and yours. I don't know. I mean, would you? It's, what would you pick? ChristianMingle.com. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. Is that, is that, is that a social network? Or... <laughs> so, yeah, back in high school, I went to like a Christian private high school and we would always joke about the like dating app. Let's go to ChristianMingle.com. Have you never heard of it? Someone listening to this has definitely heard of it. So, yeah, I've definitely like, heard of it. Did you use it? No, absolutely not. Oh, well, I lived in Chapel Hill the whole time because I had a boyfriend. Is Wake like a Christian school? There's actually, there's a lot of college students. So North Carolina has this like crazy amount of like universities right around like the center of the state. And there's a lot of people who like went to different universities who are kind of like, yeah, you know, spent a lot of my time at UNC. (laughs) That is like a very Yeah, Chapel Hill is like the sickest place ever. In America, that is. Um, wow. Yeah, but yeah, I went to went to Wake. You, technically, you stand by that. You really think that? Yeah, Chapel Hill is like the funnest place ever. I wish I went to Chapel Hill. In America, but I guess besides Miami, 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. For sure. Nice. You agree with that? I know. Uh, I, so I lived in Chapel Hill for way too long. Like, the thing is that so there's biased. a lot Where'd of Where'd you live in Chapel Hill? Um, I guess we... <laughs> you know where Eastgate Shopping Center is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like a mile from there. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, and then I went to UNC, too, but I lived there in middle school and high school. And, like, uh, so most people have this, like, very romantic association with Chapel Hill because they went there while they were, like, you know, being a college student and whatnot. Um, <laughs> my, my, uh, my, like, association with Chapel Hill is a lot more, like, you know, is very different than that. Um, and it's very, like, uh, it's kind of a, I don't know, my parents love it. Um, and I, I think it's a nice place. Um, it's kind of like a strange vibe when you live in a place where like it's very oriented around the school, but like you're just a resident. <laughs> but a lot of people really like it. Um, my parents are like, yeah, not leaving. <laughs> They're like the the crypto people that are like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> no, how how about the bear market gets? My parents are not leaving Chapel Hill. <laughs> they they like it a lot. Yeah, Chapel Hill's sick, but. Yeah, it would be like it's fine now, but in ten years, I'm not sure I would like love visiting. It would be probably weird as shit when there's yeah. just like college there's not a lot of people like, like. I have a lot of friends that still live in the Triangle, like broadly, like Raleigh Durham, but most of them don't live in Chapel Hill because it's not. There's a huge gap, right? There's basically like students and grad students, and then there's like people that move there when they have older kids because there's really good public schools but there's like this big age gap between like 25 and like 40 that <laughs> there's just like not a lot happening interesting yeah that makes sense we gotta get you over there tommy i'll come back and i can take you no, to the college bars i think i'm i think i'm no. good oh i'll go i'll we'll see that. how new york goes <laughs> Tom, tommy stuff, knows the vibe right? i've never been tommy here we knows go the vibe here we he go lives in, he lives in gainesville which is yeah. i think pretty similar i've never been to gainesville but yeah yeah, that's the same. Every every time Frisian starts talking about me, I'm just like waiting for like the scared. The, the, it's like, oh the no, ball this is positive for one. like the. And this is why Tommy every, fucking sucks. <laughs> and the, every every episode for me is like Dave Chappelle's player haters ball. You know, all right. Let's uh let's talk a little bit about Dallas for this Dow Talk podcast. Um, it's gonna be a relatively short episode this week. Um. Until like shit starts to pick back up, I, I mean, it's going to be more of these open-ended conversations just about how the week went, what's going on with space, what are the hot topics. Um, kind of the thing, in my opinion, if you want to even say dominated, but the 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 more controversial thing that's happening in the DAO space is around like Gitcoin and Owaki coming back to Gitcoin. I want to talk about this tweet and then Amin's response and then get everyone's opinions. Um, DAO public goods, handshake, DAO governance, and it's the office meme where it's like corporate needs you to find the difference between this picture, it's the same picture, and then Amin uh, commented in quotes, glorified budget committees, which is just like, damn, dude, we really need to be roasting public goods right now, but <laughs> um, any thoughts on all of this? I'm not like too involved in the Gitcoin ecosystem besides what you know we've done with Tally tangentially with Delegation Week and and talking with is, what did sean work at gitcoin uh chg i know you used to work with sean um maybe chg you can start on talking like, your interactions with gitcoin and, and what it's like now or how you feel about public goods as a whole and if you disagree or agree with the means comment 
even if you agree with it, I think that's still not like a horrible thing to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, Gitcoin's been through so many um, different sort of, like, uh, I guess it's always been pro-public goods, but it's worked so many different ways in the last two years. Because I've known so many people who've worked at Gitcoin from when I just started in crypto to um, Sean actually started at IndexCoop around the same time as me, and we had, like, our little training on the same day. Um, so I'm pretty close with him and he, yeah, so he joined Gitcoin as like a, like a, one of the paid stewards. So they're like, not just a steward, they're like a steward oversight committee, which sort of stands with Amin's comment, uh, scarily, but, um, yeah, uh, now Gitcoin has even made a product with IndexCoop that like funds public goods, um, like the yield goes to funding public goods. And I think that's, uh, done very poorly. So, um, my opinion on Amin's comment though is like, oh, he's not afraid to tell it like it is, I guess. Um, but I just, I think he's telling it like it is for the meme, but I just don't think that Dow governance is the same as funding public goods. And I think that's like a very Gitcoin take, you know, and probably one that doesn't do great for Dow's because of what Amin and probably a lot of other people are probably thinking. Um, think like Dow governance funds business or like funds and deals with business decisions that aren't like even the Arbitrum Security Council, we can, that's definitely part of Dow governance. And I wouldn't say that that's funding a public good in a very direct way, like whatsoever. Um, so yeah, I'd agree with a means comment, but fight a walkies, uh, meme. I think it's just like what you want to hear if you work at Gitcoin, which is cool, but I'm, I'm not all about public goods. Uh, so, like, coming from such a DeFi background, like, DAOs fund real financial decisions and also, uh, like, employment decisions, uh, at the very least. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in and defend Gitcoin here. So, um, I've been thinking about this a lot uh, through the lens of Arbitrum, like, like as a delegate, um, because there's a lot of debates about, like, how to use a treasury. Um, and what I would say is that there's broad agreement definitely majority agreement in the DAO that the treasury should be used to try to grow Arbitrum uh, as opposed to just like sitting there, you know, or like trying not to sell the token or whatever. Um, it should be invested, right, for growth. But the question is, how do you invest that? Um, and I think one pitch that, that Gitcoin makes um, that I think is is valid, um, Optimism also also is like a big fan of, the, of this approach, is like um, you know, in a DAO, it's it's actually like uh, quite difficult to figure out what is the like best way to get a return on the DAO's investment. Um, and there's not like it, it's it's more difficult. Like a lot of the infrastructure that you have to kind of drive that in uh, the off chain world, like in nonprofits and um, in corporations, doesn't exist with within DAOs. Like um, and so. Uh, the question is, yeah, how, how, how do you kind of a, approach growing the ecosystem? And there's an argument to be made that funding public goods in the ecosystem is actually like uh, one of the more effective ways to to grow overall protocol traction. Um, I think optimism has like had some success with that approach where basically um, they have 
you know, made available their code base and then just like invested a lot of money into teams that are just like building useful stuff generally uh, in and around the OP stack, um, which then kind of generates more developer attention, increases the tooling and resources and infrastructures that's available and then creates like a virtuous cycle around that. So I actually think like taking a public goods funding based approach to using DAO treasuries like is is a valid and interesting approach. I don't think it's like the only mental model to use. I mean, I agree. Obviously, like Kevin is is marketing Gitcoin, which you know is good on him, right? He's he's coming back. He's trying he's trying to trying to drive growth. But um, but yeah, I, I do think it's it's a, a a valid mental model just from my perspective within within the DAO space. I get that, especially with optimism. Where else do you see um like Gitcoin? Sort of a unique example, like such like a like bulwark of public goods funding that isn't an L2. So like optimisms obviously works so well. Arbitrum will probably hop on a similar boat to optimism and fund public goods with the treasury. Gitcoin funds public goods as a DAO. What other DAO is funding public goods and like potentially or definitely seeing success from that? Um, that is a good question. So the first part of your statement, what other DAO is funding public goods? Like nouns is probably the most well-known and kind of aggressive example of using the treasury to fund public goods. Um, whether that's successful or not remains to be seen. I think they have had a lot of success. If you look at the builder community, that's a, really, I think this approach is like very effective at attracting builders, right? Because like in the ecosystem, basically, like if you're, if you're a builder, it's like, okay, well, I want to have some like really sweet tech that I can just use. Um, ideally it's open source and, uh, you know, I want to have some funding to get rolling on my idea, right? That's kind of like the toolbox if you're, if you're a developer. Um, and then you can kind of use the DAO, the DAO's tech and the DAO's funding. And then also the like built in distribution channel of the DAO where like other people who funded the work will like retweet your stuff and like you can remix it with stuff that other people are building to kind of like bootstrap distribution. Like that definitely happened and is happening at scale in nouns. Um, there's a lot of like really sick governance tooling that's, that has like emerged as a result of that. Um, but also like other types of tooling, right? Um, they did a whole thing around like, privacy solutions that like was a big catalyst in the ecosystem. So, um, so yeah, I think like, I mean, it depends what you mean by like been successful with like, you know, ultimately is like taking a public goods funding approach, like the best possible, you know, uh, approach. Like, I don't know. Um, but if we're just defining success as like attracting developers uh, and builders and getting people to like uh, bootstrap products in your ecosystem, then I think now has definitely had a lot of success as well. Yeah. People like to shit on it all, but I remember your tweet you posted this week, Frisian. It's like, I forget the exact wording when it's like, remember everyone, crypto skeptics are still technically crypto influencers or something like that, um, which I think is important to remember. Something we've talked about throughout this podcast since its inception is like the negative side or the negative takes. And I, I think we're not calling a mean negative, but like it's a interesting like little poke at, you know, it started this conversation, which is good, but Frigid. Yeah, I think that's actually a great analogy for what it means doing here, right? Like he's, he is, um, like, I think he has, like, sort of a different vision for, like, how to approach 
uh, funding things than Gitcoin does and has like a bit of a longstanding like public debate with the team. But um, but he's also drafting off of them. Right? <laughs> right? Like it's he's he's, you know, moving he his knows. dialogue forward, like yeah. on top of Gitcoin's dialogue. Right. Which is a perfect example. Like all these people that are like, I'm a professional crypto skeptic. I'm like, oh, so you're a crypto influencer. Cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think he knows that. And it's not to say like everyone needs to be nice or like, but I think it's important to remember like even this little, these little comments or like these negative jabs, um, it's pushing everyone forward. Right. You know, it's, it's making us talk about it in a, you know, in a critiquing way and not like a positive criticism way. We're hearing both sides from you and from CHG and then, you know, we're meaningfully moving the narrative forward, um, which I think is, you know, a win-win. It's not a zero sum game for everybody. So. Interesting. Cool. Well, like I said, we're keeping this this uh, episode relatively short, but let's go through some some tally news. We have an event. This is the last DAO talk before we have an, our, our event next week, live and in person during Mainnet and NYC. Some news since the last DAO talk, we brought on a partner for the event, Uniswap Foundation, which is pretty fucking epic. So Uniswap Foundation is joined as a co-host for our event, which is called an on-chain gathering, three-hour um, it's more than a happy hour, less than a full fledged like conference event, but um, it'll be a good time. It'll be a week from today at 6 p.m. If you're listening to this and you're not on the list, I'll throw a link to the event pass in the show notes below. You can go mint that on Zora. I think it's around like 40 US dollars paying ETH. Um, that is on base. So go mint a pass if you want to come hang out with us. Other than that, the big news is we got the Arbitrum Security Council, which we've teased a bunch of times on the podcast before. Um, that is probably going live in the next couple of days. So we'll have a lot of content around that coming out in the coming days. Anything we want to talk about around the Security Council? Um, we'll have a Talk interview around that too, if you want to dive deep into like what it actually means and what the team is building, both on Tally side and on Arbitrum DAO side. Um, but super excited for that. On the, on the NYC event, if you're a DAO Talk listener, just hit me in your DMs. You know, yeah. we can we can we can provide some special deals, a little VIP access for the DAO yeah. Talk fam. So just hit me yeah. hit hit me up. Yeah, slide into any of our DMs. Um, we'll get you. We'll get you set up. Pretty nice. There's also like a pretty sick merch package we're doing for anyone that attends the event. So everyone always yells at me for for tally merch, DAO Talk merch. Uh, well, here's the answer. So I hope you're listening towards the end of this episode. I'm always interested to know who stays till the end, but uh, looking forward to it. We'll be in New York IRL next week. We all, me and Virgin, get to meet CSG in person for the first time. Pretty crazy. Um, looking forward to it. Any closing thoughts from everybody before I see you in person? We'll confirm Tommy's height on the podcast <laughs> next week. Virgin knows. Virgin knows. No, no, does he? <laughs> I do. He is, uh, is not 5'9". He's 5'8". Short king. Yeah, oh we'll God, say. Do you really not know how short. Do you really not know how tall Tommy is? No, but I'm a good... I'm 5'8", so if they're shorter than me, they're, like, short. And if they're taller than you me, really you know, I'm, like, you can... What do you think I am? No, I just want to tell you that you're 5'8". Like, just to... Virgin has his little jabs at you, and I'm, like, sticking to the 5'8 thing. So... Virgin's, <laughs> yeah, like, based in facts. <laughs> They just hurt. So someone hurt seems a little defensive about the height thing. I'm not too sure. Yeah, um, I'm just like, yo, I know my height is like a 
very solid fact. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, like totally. Yeah, this, we'll see. This, um, this situation will be resolved definitively. <laughs> yeah, we'll pull out the measuring days, stick. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll see. I'll say about the security council. There's going to be fresh docs. Um, that'll go into pretty good detail about um, how to participate in the council. And also just what a council is, um, like, and why a council is important or why it could be useful for, um, like, Arbitrum DAO as well as any DAO in general. So I'm pretty excited, especially to see, like, this will probably be the, like, starting point of many security councils popping up, as we've already seen a few in the past, right? Um, but yeah, yeah, pretty keen. Also, like, just starting with New York and security councils, same time. I'm excited to hear the, like, little pitches and stuff. Maybe some in-person lobbying could be cool Ooh, wonder how like important that, that like could that. be right over the next like as people start running for stuff yeah that's not a bad idea yeah i think in, in person anything is always uh is better than digital um but yeah looking forward to it i'll see you guys next week this has been doubt talk episode 55 i believe 55 or 56 one of the two but um cool peace peace Bye, guys.